0: Love
1: Talk Radio Welcome back Thank you for tuning in once again To the place where sports opinions collide Dead end sports I'm your host 12 Kyle On this week's episode We're going to talk about the All-Star Weekend Festivities We're definitely going to get in some talk About the slam dunk competition We're also going to cover more NBA talk As well as college athletes getting paid and we're also going to talk about the NCAA tournament because March Madness is right around the corner. And you know I'm going to be joined by my co hosts. You know my partners from Dead End Hip Hop, FIFO, B, and Ken. So make sure that you pass the word. Dead End Sports, it's about to pop off right now. So tell a friend to tell a friend the boys are back on the air again. Without further ado, let's get it cracking. Thank you for tuning in once again. It is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for you to be in the place where sports opinions collide. That's right. It's dead-end sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, the number 646-478-0356. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that, like I said, you can hit us up on the phone, 646-478-0356. You can also hit us up in the chat room. Uh, The chat room is always open and interactive. Uh, I apologize because we're having some technical difficulties right now trying to open up the chat room, but I hope to get that open momentarily. Uh, You can also hit us up on Facebook. If you have a Facebook account, just go to uh, Facebook.com. Uh, Backslash Dead End Sports Uh, Like the page, tell everybody about it Um, You can also check out our website DeadEndSports.com You can also follow the show On Twitter At Dead End Sports As I mentioned, this is an interactive show So hit us up, we're going to be talking sports All night long Uh, 646-478-0356 This is the place where sports opinions collide uh, so without further ado, gotta bring in my co-host, you know my partners from dead-end hip-hop, uh, that would be B, B4, and Ken. Uh, fellas, what's going on? What up, what up, what up,
0: what up? Okay, okay. What's, what's good, Kyle? I was going <laughs> You know B normally. What's happening,
1: good. what's oh, happening? I was waiting for B. <laughs> oh, man, is B4 on here? Yeah, man, it's me, man. I'm talking. okay, hey, with the, hey you know it's going to be a good show of people with the time. <laughs> oh, man, the phone number to call in area code 646 As I mentioned, this is the place where Sports Appeals Club. We're going to be talking sports all night, uh, so let's get right to it. Um, as you all know, unless you've been hiding under a rock, this past weekend the NBA celebrated their All Star Game, uh, All Star Festivities—it's uh, always a subject of interaction and, and conversation. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of All Star Weekend. Um, so, FIFO, man, I'm gonna start with you, man. What was your, uh, what was your, uh, what was your highlight for you for All Star Weekend? Um, I, I think the overall highlight was the game. I think it, it, you know, it's transitioned from the dunk contest to to the actual game. I think the game. Look, man, it's all star. It's all star game. You know, no defense, dunks. You know, I think the West scored eighty nine points in the first half. You know, that that that's pretty wild. So, you know, I was entertained right. overall uh, from All Star weekend. Um, so, you know, I think Kyrie Irving was a little surprising winning the. The mvP I, I, I didn't realize watching the game you know he scored all of those points but uh, the the thing that I did pick up was his ball handling and his assist I saw that you know I'm a point guard so i mm. i definitely saw that and um I think Kyrie as a point guard separated himself in terms of handles in the league um i i, I yeah I don't think nobody's coming close to him when it when it, when it
2: comes to handles not even Seth?
1: Nah, nah, because Steph Steph is a different type of ball handler. He he handles the rock to set up his shot. Where Kyrie can do that, but Kyrie can split anybody. It don't matter. You put three people on him. He's, you, you're not gonna get the ball from him. You're, you're not gonna you're not gonna make him move where he doesn't want to move. Like that that that's the crazy part. With Steph, you can kind of dictate where he's gonna go, but it's just. It's so hard to guard him Like what are you going to do Like you give him an inch room He'll jack a three in your mouth And then if you play him too close He can't get by You know so I think it, it, It's because of his shooting ability Which makes him so much harder To guard off the dribble Versus Kyrie You just can't You can't get up on him Okay Definitely, definitely. He, he he definitely turned a lot of heads um, What about you Kim what, what was the highlight for you This past weekend
2: None of it. Um, <laughs> I, I I did watch it uh, just because I mean you know it's the All Star Game. Unlike the Pro Bowl, at least you'll find something that's entertaining in in some aspect of of the show. Whether it's going to be some highlight dunks or some 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 alley you know some some dunks off the rim, and you, you're going to find something. They'd eh? be like, "Ooh, that's kind of tight." Um, but again, I've been watching this for years, man, a lot of, a lot of years. And, you know, um, I'm just, I'm, I know what to expect. And at this point, you know, it's just, it's, it's just something you watch as a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't Mm -hmm. watch it to see, um, like, you know, where the East and West, you know, really go head to head like they used to do um back in the day I mean it was it was just different back then and even the commentators they commented on that as well you know they um they noticed you know they they brought that up but you know it's not something I want to harp on I mean it is what it is That's just this new age age that we live in everybody want to see you know the long ball in, in basketball but um if there was one thing that I did have to to pull out I, I think I was more entertained by the three point shootout than anything. Okay. I mean I think Bradley Bill put on a, a pretty pretty good show, man. And other than a couple of cold spots here or there on a couple of racks, he probably could have put up twenty four. And I think I thought what Bellinelli did was was um was outstanding. Um so yeah, I think I I did find the three point shootout um pretty interesting to watch. Um I, I you know, the dunk contest, I mean it was what it was. I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. And um, and I do want to comment on the, the game itself. I mean, the first three quarters, you know, it was just, it was just, I, I'll be frank, man, it was terrible. Because I'm sitting there watching <laughs> these guys, man, I, and I'm all they do, dribble, dribble, dribble. Me, yeah. Huh? I said, I'm surprised that you're going this way. I'm surprised yeah, that you're and, going and this but, way. But, but here's the thing, man, like, and here, here's what kind of annoyed me about the game. Like, the fourth quarter, yeah, you know, they're going to turn it up. It becomes a little bit interesting, but there, there really was no drama. It really was no, no, nothing to really kind of pull me in. It was for three quarters. We're gonna run three quarters and much of the fourth. We're gonna run down here, pass, 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 three pointer, pass, 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 three pointer, and that's all they kept doing over and over again.
1: Man, what game were you watching, Ken? I, I saw pass, they pass, set a pass, record three-pointers, for three-pointers, I, Ralph. What are you and, talking and about? I understand that. And I understand that, Ken. But I also saw pass, pass, pass. Alley, you with the opposite hand. I, I saw a lot I, of that. I get that, but we've seen that
2: before, though, dog. Like, that's
1: nothing wait, new. Ken, wait, Ken. But I'm saying, okay, what else is there in basketball? Dribble, shoot, and dunk.
2: What I'm right. saying is that, the, that the, the amount of three-pointers they took in this game now is almost a reflection of the NBA itself. Where well, the but three-point is, shot Ken. is... What?
1: But That's, it is, Ken. The, the, the best players in the NBA right now, where the NBA has transitioned, is positional, positionalist basketball. Big men shoot threes now. Little guys shoot threes now. In between and guys And that's shoot
2: what I'm saying. Down. is part of the problem. I have no problem with you guys expanding. the Guys expanding the range, but I don't want to. If I do not want to see I do not want to see a, I don't want to see a three-point all-star game. And that's what but, I got. That's what I saw. You no, know, you, know,
1: you, you know what the problem is, Ken? Your bifocals is messed up. That, that's, that's, <laughs> I don't contact. I don't contact. So. I, <laughs> well, it don't it don't matter. Whatever you use in the view. Uh, to, 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 to clear up your old vision is messed up because what I saw was Blake Griffin all of his points were dunks minus two jump shots. So what else do you want? You you got what these all stars do, what they do best. That's what you got. You got Chris Paul. As soon as you know what was interesting to me, as soon as Chris Paul got into the game, you saw how the tempo of the West team changed versus right, Steph right. Curry. I, I think the that too. You know what I'm saying? So CP came in and did what he did, which is being a true point guard, setting everybody up, displaying handles, and passing. How many off the backboard passes did he have? And he had one to himself. He had one to himself. So everybody see that all
2: the time, Ralph. What I did not like was the increase in three corners that was taken. Like you know what? In all honesty, give me more dunks, give me more fast. You know, but every time I. I mean, these guys would check j- Fucking Dwight Howard took a three-pointer.
1: You know what but I'm Shaq saying? Like, Ken guys. But, Ken, Shaq is taking a three-pointer, too. This is a game where they get to do that. Piper took a three-pointer. Big men traditionally go into the All-Star game and do things that they don't do in normal games. So, honestly, I think your opinion is completely way off base because mainly everybody in the NBA shoots three-pointers nowadays. And you have to you have to almost expect that. You, you you have to expect that. There's going to be more threes, but you can't say that there was less dunk. LeBron was LeBron showed ball handling, passing, dunking. He showed everything that makes him LeBron. Kevin Durant showed everything that makes him Kevin Durant. Did you miss the alley-oop that Stephen Curry threw off of the inbound on the baseline? Well, he I probably wasn't he, watching that. All I beat? know
2: is that I saw okay, well, Kevin, you know Kevin Durant. We'll do a couple of crossovers then. Kevin Durant took 17 three-pointers. 17, Ralph. 17, dog. He made six. Come on, man. They set an NBA record in three-pointers for the All-Star game. So how am I off base?
1: You're off base because the flow of the game is about shooting, is getting open shots. And this is
3: a all-star game. Half the shots the the shot, shot. No they pre-
2: they weren't open. He was just jacking freeze in front of LeBron because okay. he's still trying to prove something. He's like Kanye West to the, the Jay Z right now. That's who K- KD is. All I'm oh. saying is, and and all I'm saying is this: when I'm watching, when I was watching the game, I just saw them playing mainly on the perimeter, and the stats the stats back me up. They set a record for three point attempts in the game. Carmelo set a record. He broke the record, Ash. Yeah, he set a record himself. So what I'm saying is that there were, for me, it was less enjoyable because they weren't really doing anything. They're just passing the ball around the perimeter, and thing you know, somebody's throwing up a three-point shot, other than when it was a fast-break opportunity. Of course you're going to get dumps. in. Of course you're going to see you, you, alley-oosed in.
1: You know what? But
2: that's a given. This,
1: this, this is what I propose. Next year, during all, basketball All-Star Weekend, me, you, Colin, B need to watch the game together because I need to see what you see because we oh, are no not seeing the same no back thing. <laughs> All
0: right, I'm
1: down. Oh, man. <laughs> you're listening live, to Dead Is man. For a minute, man, I felt like I was watching a dead hip hop video, man. I love it. I love <laughs> the debate, man. B, <laughs> man. What, what was your highlight for All Star Weekend? Maybe me and you could argue about something. <laughs> <laughs> B, where's B? Is B there? Hello. You had me muted, man. You had me muted. Oh my my, muted. Bad, my my bad, man. I had B <laughs> muted. I'm sorry, B. What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up, man? Um, yeah, the highlight for the to me, I like the three point contest. I like I like the, the new rule they add, where you added the all money ball rack. Right. To the, you right. Know, you can, and you can, and, they, and they let the players choose which which where they want the all money ball rack to be at. I thought that was pretty neat. I think they should stick with that in the um, three-point contest. But other than that, I mean, I mean, this All-Star Weekend wasn't all, uh, I didn't care for it. I I, I couldn't stand the uh, dunk contest. The dunk contest was awful. I didn't like the format. I was, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, people, if, if whoever follows me on Twitter is going to show you, all saw me ranting like a motherfucker at the right, dunk contest. Right. I, was, I was going crazy. I was like, this is some bullshit. I mean, and then for the All-Star Game, I mean, for the All-Star Game, actually, I didn't start watching it until after Walking Dead went off, so, like, I caught, like, the, the like, from the, like, the last minute and a half of the third quarter, and I caught the fourth quarter, and that was it, because uh, Walking Dead was on, so I, like, shut down. I was like, I gotta watch Walking Dead, but, um, I thought the uh shooting stars was more, was more interesting than the uh dunk contest itself, the little half-court shots, and the little, uh you know, where they got the old players and the women's, and then, the current right. players playing. I, I thought that was actually more interesting than dunk contest. I mean, ah, oh, golly. It was, it was just, I'm I like, kind of like can. It was like, yeah, nothing nothing really. I just like that new rule they added to the three-point contest. I hope they keep that for next year. My opinion, I think they should just can the dunk contest and just let it like, just can it for like about four or five years. Let people miss it or something and then come back to it. Or, bring them, You're like I said, that. I, yeah, I think I said last week, Bringing them in and them record guys,
0: man, having them come up in there
1: and compete for fifty thousand dollars, them dudes, these dudes would, would would show off. They would show their ass. So other than that, three point contest was the only thing that I was really impressed with. Was the money ball rule, I thought that I thought that was pretty neat. That that's I liked that. I was like, oh okay. And um mm-hmm. and then this goes to show you, I posted the question on the on the dead end sports account. About the uh, the best three point shoot, you know the best shoot, three point shootout you would want. I think I had like Ray Allen, mm-hmm. uh, Craig Hodges, and people was picking Steph Curry just because he is he he's the best shooter. Yes, he's the best shooter in NBA. That don't necessarily mean you're going to win a three point contest. 3 point contest shooting is a whole lot different from in game shooting, man. So you know people are always picking Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Like dude, it's different. It's a whole different animal. So. But three-point contest was pretty much in the shooting stars thing. as I like, I mean, everything else, I was straight with it. I didn't care. I um, I I'm, I'm much like people, man. I I actually enjoyed the game. I watched the game from start to finish. Um, I understood the halftime show, uh, you know, cause they were paying tribute to New Orleans. So, you know, I I saw. You know, and, I, and I'm pretty familiar with Trombone Shorty. Um, I don't know who that white look, white Ray Charles looking guy was, but um, shout out to him too. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, Pharrell at the beginning, um, they probably could have done somebody, used somebody other than Pharrell, but at the same time, you also kind of got a chance to see, you know, Pharrell's Pharrell's an extensive catalog. That was the music side of it. Um, the actual game, I enjoyed. Um, I thought. You know, and I, yeah, it, like V said, it's it's kind of crazy when you have a guy like Bray Griffin who was dunking on every single play. Um, but I thought it was I thought it was entertaining, man. I, I thought it was entertaining. I think part of part of the entertainment value was, you know, I knew if because I think at one point in time the East got down by 18, and surprisingly enough, they made their run with their second unit. I mean, at one point in time, you have. Uh, Paul Millsap from the Hawks. You had, uh, I think it was John Wall on the floor. I mean, you had. I mean, these guys are all stars, but not like your. It wasn't LeBron. It wasn't Carmelo. Those guys. It was. It was actually the bench that led that brought them back, which I thought was surprising because at the time, uh, Durant and those guys were still in for the West. Um, I picked the West to win, but um, I think the game man, actually stood out to me. You know, especially coming down the stretch when the game was close, uh, you saw the East pull away. Uh, Much like people, man, man, big shout out to Kyrie Irving, man. He's a guy who I thought a couple of years ago would be in an All-Star game. And, you know, obviously he's made a few All-Star games. But to see him take his game to this level, like like people said, ball handling. I mean, he drops. I mean, and it's not necessarily necessarily hard. I mean, excuse me, easy. He dropped 15 in the fourth quarter. I mean, 15 in the fourth quarter on any level is, is dope. But to do it and get the best of the best and they were actually playing defense in the fourth quarter, says a lot about Kyrie and where his game is, and he's one of the best point guards in the league. Um, you know, so that was my highlight, man. The actual game, I the three point, like the three-point, like D said, I like the three-point uh, shooting contest. I think the addition of having that money ball rack, I think that adds, it, it could inflate the scores a little bit, but it also gives, a, gives you a little bit more pressure. Um, I thought Bill and Ellie did a good job. I think that was the second round where he put all of his money balls on the final rack So, you know He was able to rack up uh, Bradley Beal also you know, Shot the ball real well um, The Shooting Stars yeah, I could do it out We'll talk about The dunk contest In a second I mean, the Shooting Stars Was okay It was okay It was it was. A, I agree with Beal It was more entertaining Than what we saw In the dunk contest But um, All in all I mean, this let me add... was the first Go ahead Say, let me ask this, Kyle. Would you rather have a shooting stars or a Legends game? <laughs> <laughs> you remember... You remember um, if you if, if you not... Know, I remember if the legend a game. Legends game.
0: Yeah, I mean, would you rather I have? Remember the I remember the legend, Legends game. It was...
1: It was, you know what? We probably need to stick with shooting stars because man, it was. Thank you me. had cats like Doctor James and 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 and, and, and uh, Oscar Robinson. Those you know, cats were pulling hamstrings out there. It was falling. Everything, and, man. I mean, yeah, yeah so it's just um, you just can't um, you can't have that. But uh, overall, man, I thought it. Was, that's why I said I was surprised at Ken because we all were on Twitter at the time. And I was surprised at Ken's reaction. So Ken, just so I'm clear, you didn't like anything that had to do with the All Star game, with the actual game.
2: Um, nah man, I mean it's 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 a typical it was a typical all star weekend. You know, nothing nothing really blew me away. Everything was was what it was. You know, and, and you know, I and I had low expectations and I don't think okay. they did anything to to overcome those. You know, unfortunately, I wanted more than what I got. The only thing I got was Chris Bosh hitting a shot on his first attempt. <laughs> oh, the, half court, the half court, yeah, the half
1: court, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah Bosh was he was
2: nice on that. And uh, you know, and, and huh? we'll get into the dunk contest in a minute, but but yeah, I mean, all in all, like there there were no moments other than Ky- Kyrie. Kyrie showed out, but I've seen Kyrie play so. I'm I'm familiar with what he right. can do. Like for the world, you know, it was their introduction to Kyrie. But, you know, for all for all of right. us, we've seen like what this guy can do and is capable of. It was great to see him do it. It was great to see mm-hmm. him do it on that stage in front of everybody because nobody's watching Cleveland. So right. it was good to see him finally get some gain some type of recognition because Cleveland and more more importantly he needed that because Cleveland like. is such a mess right now, man. But Kyrie, Kyrie balled, it, man, I, I gotta say that for me, um, yeah, the second unit really started to press forward and and brought them back in the game. But I I thought for me, Kyrie set the tone. Kyrie became that little that little young pup who's you know what I'm gonna come out here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna introduce myself not only to the world but to the rest of y'all that see me you know all the time. And I'm gonna put me an M V P on my on my resume. An all star M V P on my resume because I belong here. I wasn't just put here. And um and he played with competitiveness and that's what I felt the rest of them kinda of, sort of like. Like when the game started, LeBron kind of had that, but then it kinda of went away. And it became the show and dance, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But when Kyrie stepped on the court, that third and fourth quarter Kyrie was playing to win and that's what I appreciated and liked from him you know during that game and you know what in all honesty that second unit and Kyrie they kind of follow his lead so you know and and, and that I appreciated.
1: okay okay phone number to call in area code 646 you are listening live to the best damn show on the internet. Man, this is the place where sports opinions lie. You heard it right here between C4 and Ken. Uh, dead end sports. I'm your host 12 Kyle. Uh, now let's get into the, the talk and discussion about the elephant in the room, man. The dunk contest. Um, you know, much much uh, has been said about it. Uh, it was at one point in time, especially I know like when we were coming up, uh, the highlight of All Star Weekend. um so instead of saying, should we get rid of it or should we struggle, Maybe some people will want to get rid of it. Uh, the question I want to throw to you guys, and, and B already started talking on it, so I'll go ahead and start it off with B. What would you like to see be done with the dunk contest? Or do you want to just get rid of it altogether? I'd I, I say get rid of it altogether for – make the people miss it, I guess, because it just seemed like – You know, you know, it's, I don't, the expectations are so low. I think if people miss it for a while, I think, you know, it comes back and you don't keep them same damn format that you just, that we just saw this past weekend. I think it's cool. I mean, let's, let's deal with it for about five seasons, man. Let people miss it. I mean, it's just, at this point, it's just, it's just like, okay, every year. It's nothing. We leave with like, uh, yeah, okay, there's another dunk contest. It, it's nothing memorable that we're gonna remember ten years from now. Nothing about this dunk contest we over the weekend that we're gonna remember ten, fifteen years from now. Right. I don't think people gonna right. be talk I don't think people gonna really be talking about that John Wall dunk like we have still been talking about Vince Carter. Oh dunk. no. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just like let it let it go away for a little bit I and mean, let let us miss it first. You know, it 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 may maybe help I think it would help if we if we if they can it for a few years, man. I mean, just let it go. Oh and like I said, bring in the Rucker guys, man. Or something. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what about two yeah. people, man? What 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 do you want to see happen with the dunk contest? Man, unlike B, I I I, I don't think we need to get rid of the dunk contest at all. Um, and unlike B. I think we were really close for it to be memorable because I like the East West format. I think the thing that left me wanting more was like, how are we going to have three winners? And then on top of that, how are we going to allow the fans to vote off of one dunk? Who was the best, you know what I'm saying? Who was truly the the champion? I, I, I didn't, I didn't like that at all. Um, I felt like, I needed more. The dunk contest just felt like a a little too short. I think that the whole three-on-three thing format was pretty cool. Personally, I liked the the, the freestyle. I thought, you know, like you had to have enough. That shit was so stupid. No, it wasn't. I don't think it was. That's 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 what it
0: looked like, the layup line. Thank you.
1: But but, here's the thing. But, but here's the right. thing though, everybody was going all crazy over what LeBron was doing, and now you, you actually had that in the dunk contest, right. and now you complaining? Right. Nah,
0: nah, right. nah. I, right. liked right. I liked it. Well, I liked it. What LeBron was doing <laughs> them. They was doing Nowhere near what
1: LeBron was doing. It was a layup line, man. It was a layup line. With yeah, come on, man. That's look, it look, look, look. At the end that's, of the day, at the end of the day. I feel like the, the that that's something that's gonna get better. This is the first time it happened. I think that the, the freestyle portion will get better. I like the fact that whoever wins the freestyle could pick the battle. So now it's a matchup of East versus West one on one dunking. I like that. But I just don't like like okay, all of a sudden now we're the winners. No. Now it should come down to okay, the, the East one now, let's have the dunk contest. Let's have Terrence Ross versus Danny Granger versus John Wall. Now, that right there, that would have been great. And and, and I think that they needed two or three dunks. Like, like, I think from that portion on should have almost been back in the day dunk contest, like three rounds, and you let these three best dunkers go at it, because I think that would have been better. <laughs> definitely, 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 definitely. I definitely understand your point on that, people. What about you, Kim? What what would what you what would you like to see done with the dunk contest?
2: I am uh, kind of in a in a in a mixed bag. I, I I'm kind of like B in a and I'm also um like like Ralph man. I'm like a hybrid of the two um, right now. The old man in me say get rid of that shit
4: because <laughs> we'll
2: never have it the way it was, right? But I appreciated the innovation that they attempted to do with the freestyle contest and the 3-on-3 in the East versus West. Did I like the freestyle competition? The first time I saw it, I was like, man, what, what the hell is this? What the fuck is this shit? You know, they running up and throwing the ball off the rim, and it didn't look like they kind of really scripted out anything. And it's like, they, to me, it seemed like they're just trying something. They're just throwing something out and I'm like, I appreciate the effort, while it didn't necessarily wow me. Especially when the West got up there, because all I saw were, were the highlights of the East. So I was like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of cool." But then the West got up there, and they just, they just, they were just terrible. So I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this this just not gonna work." And um, so I was like, "Okay, that's kind of whack." So then they went to the, I guess, the East versus West individual battles where. You know, it's almost like a a, a a battle between you know, I guess contestants, and I thought that that was okay. It was more of like the original dunk format, and um and I thought Macklemore's, I, no, yeah, yeah, Ben Macklemore's. Wait, wait, is,
4: Macklemore. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You said it right. Yeah.
2: You said I it right. keep thinking about the rapper when I say it. It's kind of throwing me <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> but, um, you know, but yeah, so when he, he came did. out there, you know, I <laughs> thought the props was a little funny, but it's kind of very gimmicky. I think we've seen enough of the gimmicks over the last few years that we're kind of tired of them at this point, at least I am. So, But I still thought it was kind of cool that he dunked over Shaq. It didn't take him a lot of t- attempts. I think well, it would have took him two or three attempts. So props on that. And I think he got up, and, and you know, I thought that that was kind of cute and, you know, the whole thing. But, you know, I got to say that I thought Paul George dunk was, was really good. But uh, yeah. but I give props to John Wall mainly because he did it on the first go-round, and I thought that that was impressive because typically, you know, they get up there and they, they continue to try to dunk it until, you know, it, it goes in. And then just like that, it was over. And just like everybody else, I was like, What the fuck just happened? You know, I'm exactly. looking at him like this is absolutely terrible. You throw a bunch of ideas in the pot, you 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 whiteboard it out, you come out, and you say that, hey guys, when the last three two guys are done, we're gonna end the whole thing and leave people wanting. That's not how you do it. We right. want winners. We don't. I don't need you to leave it up to the fans to do this, that, or the other. I appreciate you trying to do the the whole engagement and engaging the fans and using social media, or whatever. That's yeah, cute, but we don't need all that. We need a winner. We need a winner. We don't need the East winning and three winners. We need one winner. The NBA dunk contest is a battle of individuals, and you get out there and you find your opponent. <laughs> whether it's five of them or whether it's it's one, and you take them out. That's what it is. I don't need everybody skipping off, you know, holding hands, happy because they won together as a team. Yeah, we need team. Whatever. Fine. Forget all that. But this is about competition. And this is the problem with these, this younger generation now because everybody want to band together and be friends. I need for you to go out there and kill somebody. I need you to go out there and want to win and defeat. I don't need you, you, you chopping it up with Kevin Durant after the NBA season and y'all be buddy buddies and all this. No! He is your enemy. Kill him. What, what what does Larry Bird say when he go out when he step on the court, B? Three hey, who's point come, contest ready to come
1: in second. <laughs> who's going to be who's ready to come in second?
2: Right, play? that's who's what we need. If you want to have team second. unity and all this other stuff, do the little skills competition. Do the little all star thing or whatever. That's fine. But dunk contest and three point contest are a battle of individuals, and that's it. So get rid of it, man. They just need to go back to the to the drawing board because. These guys yep. have no, nothing original. Yep. And I'm
1: tired of it. <sighs> Ken, B, FIFO, man, I try my best not to sound like the old guy in the room, even when I am the old guy in the room. Um, you know, man, I, I think it's, and and like I said, I really, really try. I, yeah, I wax poetic a lot about stuff when I grew up and how it was. And but part of that is to you know to educate people. Some, sometimes when you know, especially we're we really heavy in social media. I was talking to this one guy that follows me, and I follow him, and it and it didn't dawn on me. But he's 19 years old, and you know, so I kind of understood when he told me he was 19. I kind of understood why he was saying some of the stuff he was saying. So me being 41, I had to kind of hit him a little bit. That being said, no, I don't expect. The, I don't expect the dunk contest to look like it did back in 88. I don't. Um, but if you're going to have these athletes, some of the world's and, – and to be honest, I think this may have been one of the best fields as far as dunkers that we've had in, in the last few years. But like you said, Kim, when it was over, I really didn't know it was over until I saw them standing at the podium with with, uh, with Nick Cannon. Yep. Who, by the way, looked yep. like a clown at the All Star game. I mean, I, I really don't understand the purpose of Nick Cannon, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I was like, damn, it's over. And then it's like, then I realized. Then I tweeted out. I said, well, the dunk contest was won by a team, I think, because I because at that point I still wasn't even sure who had won. And you know, like B said, there, there wasn't anything memorable memorable about it. I mean, great, phenomenal dunk by John Wall. I, I love this dunk. Um, I love the dunk that Paul George did. I thought you know Macklemore had a good dunk. You know there were a couple a couple of highlight dunks. Not, you know not dunks just, um, you know nobody took off on the free throw line. But realistically, I don't know if we're necessarily going to see a dunk that we haven't seen before. That being said, while I agree, with B, I I would love to have some of these and one mixtape or you know parker park dudes who you know, doing a seven twenty type dunk, something you've never seen in a dunk contest outside of the hood. I would love to see that, but realistically it's not going to happen because you can't have Paul George competing against a guy like that because it makes Paul George look bad. You know, So now they're looking at him like, okay, well, why are we having you in a dunk contest and you're supposed to be the professional? I'm with B. I think you just have to – the way that it – we can't stay at this format the way that it is. If you're going to have it, put it back in a format. Invite 10 dudes. Have, you know – have these dunk-off contests. I mean, and, and like, I just, watch, when you watch the dunk contest, I just remember growing up, nobody ever missed dunks. And I don't know if it, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to try to diminish. It's hard to dunk. I, I can't dunk. I even had, I can't remember who it was. One of the cats on Twitter, he said, man, you shouldn't you you should be critical of the dunk contest like you can dunk. I was like, okay, that, that doesn't make any sense. That's like telling, Dead and hip hop because you can't rap. You can't. You shouldn't be critical of rappers. Get out of here with that bullshit. You know, I mean, you're supposed to be critical as a fan as to what you like or don't like. Um, All right. But I, you, I, I you, think, you, you know just, what though? Go ahead. No, go ahead. You, you know what I think? No, no question, people. I think as as we transition, you know, into the twenty, you know, to the 2010s and you know, pretty soon 2020s, right around the corner. You know. Um, it's never going to be what the 80s were, and I think that a lot of those dunkers didn't miss their first dunks because their dunks, the degree of difficulty on a lot of them were a lot easier. You know, Larry Nance dunking two balls. Like, these guys, right. like, Paul was it a reverse 360 between the leg dunk. That is, yo, yo, nobody was even thinking about that in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? And And not to diminish anything that they did back then, But, you know, there's a progression of dunks, just like there's a progression of basketball, a progression of Mm -hmm. handles. Do you think Bob Cousy can outhandle Kyrie Irving? Hell no, but you needed Bob Cousy to get to Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm saying? And I think that what they did in terms of difficulty was just a lot easier because we never seen what they did before. Right. But if if Paul George was out here doing Larry Nance dunks, we would look at him like, man, what the hell are you doing? Why is he even in the dunk contest? So, I just think that the degree of difficulty when it comes to dunks has has really risen exponentially. And that's the reason why we see so many misses. What they're doing is not easy at all. At all. And I don't think we're ever going to get back to a point where we're seeing guys get the first dunk. Now, of course, everybody's going to say, what about Vince Carter? Yes. Look, Vince Carter's one of the greatest to ever do it. Can I say Paul George is one of the greatest dunkers ever? I can't put him up there. I can't can't say that. So I'm I'm not putting him on the same level, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, I just think one more round. Ken is right. You're right. We just need a real winner. We, we Come mm-hmm. on, this is America. There's a first, second, and third place. Do you
2: exactly. really think exactly. the degree of difficulties of dunks uh, uh, have, have increased, and that's leading to the misses?
1: I think so. Uh, not all the time. Oh, okay, so let me not generalize it for everybody, because a couple years ago when Nate Robinson and Chris Anderson were missing every damn dunk, you know, no, <laughs> I mean, no, 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 I'm not putting them in that category. But I'm just saying, like Paul George, he didn't get that 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 reverse dunk until his third attempt. That's a hard fucking dunk. So oh, it me, is. I'm getting, yeah. So I'm giving him and certain dunkers and dunks that leeway because certain dunks are way harder than what these '80s and '90s cats used to do. You know, like me and B hmm. were talking on the court because we was hooping on Sunday. He was like, "Well, what about Dominique?" And I'm like, yo, Dominique was powerful. Dominique had the windmill. But Dominique wasn't going between the legs. Dominique wasn't even yeah. doing 360s. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dominique's dunks were captivating because of his athletic ability, kind of like LeBron. LeBron wouldn't be able to do what Vince Carter does. But no, the reason no. why he is the favorite to win is because athletically this guy is superior to almost anybody that's played the game before him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that with Dominique and MJ, the, the 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 rivalry in terms of dunking, you have power versus finesse. And, it, it, and I'm not right. saying like Jordan was just like putting the ball in the rim. No, Jordan had some power to it too, but his motions, it, he would glide, and Dominique yeah, was right. just, just, just trying to turn defense. his down. So it was a contract. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that either one of them were really doing you, you know, like, dunks that were outside of a norm. Like, a lot of Jordan's dunks in his dunk contest were things that you would probably see him doing again. Just like me. You know what I'm saying? But like, you're not gonna see nobody do no reverse 360, between the leg dunk and the game? You're never going to see that.
2: Never. Well, I I do think there's been a... I I, I think we have progressed, but I think it's kind of hit a bit of a plateau um, because if you look at some of the... If you look at the dunk contest Dr. J was in, I mean, you know, it's you know, Dr. J was doing some pretty athletic stuff, and so was David Thompson, but everybody else, right? You know, it was kind of very basic, right? And then moving forward, you know, you had the the contest between, you know, uh, of course Dominique and Jordan, and then even Webb was doing some pretty pretty crazy stuff, you know, uh, did, during their but days. But
1: really, but but really, really was it was it really that crazy, or was it because he was five
2: seven? But 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 where I'm going is that there's always been. A net step. So, so if you want to take Spellweb Webb out, fine, we could take him out. But let's look at Jordan, Jordan, and let's look at Wilkins. And they took what Dr. J and and David Thompson was doing. They took it to another level. And then after that, then we had Vince Carter, you know, take it a step further. And I think right mm-hmm. now, I haven't seen anybody take it past that. You know, the, right. you know, and and I think that's where we're we're kind of leveling out now. What Paul George did was great, but between the dunk, between the leg dunks, we've seen that before, right? So it's not like he came with anything original and new. Now He did a 360 off of it. What I, are you talking I, about? I mean, I, I give you that, but I think what I'm saying is that him doing a 360 between the legs dunks, I could probably say, I think Vince Carter could have done that. Or oh, I think uh, 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 Ship uh, Isaiah, well Isaiah Ryder probably could have done that. I oh, think I could no. find dunk, dunkers no, that could no. probably do what he did. No.
1: I, no. Think, no. Only I think Carter, Carter, I you Richardson, Richardson did a dunk similar to that, but he he didn't do the three sixty. I think. James oh yeah, and a Jay, Jason Richardson. Point, just to piggyback on you, and I think Dallas was right around the time when Jason Richardson started when he when he defended his title. I think that's when the degree of difficulty kind of took it to the next level. I think just to piggyback on your point, Ken. I think it, it's I, I I I don't discredit guys for trying to be creative, but I, I I'll never forget Jordan won in '88 the and they wanted Jordan to come back and and you know defend his crown, and he said, well, I'm not he said I'm not getting in gun contests anymore. He said, and they asked him why. He told him straight up he had a straight face. He said the level of expectations are far superior to what I can actually do. He said, you know, I took off from the free-throw line. He said, you know, now people going to want me to take off from the three-point line. I mean, he was being facetious, but he just said his, you know, he had basically tapped out as far as what he could do creatively because he didn't come into, according to him, he didn't come into the dunk contest practicing dunks. It was basically on his creativity while he was in the air. So it was just, okay, let me jump and see what I can do, wherein – we yeah, had cats like Dominique who were power dunkers. Dominique might say, okay, well, I'm going to go with this two-hand windmill joint off the rim, you know, off the backboard, backwards or whatever, you know, whatever the dump was. Um, but he just said that Jordan said the level of expectations just changed for him. So, he, you know, he couldn't, he was basically, even though he was in his moment, he he couldn't surpass where, where he had gone. And I don't know, and, and I saw a couple of tweets out there on Saturday night about that. And you know, people said, well, I've seen that before I've seen that before, and I don't really don't know how, <laughs> Like Pete said, outside of bringing in one of these you know, Streetballer cats, I don't know that you're gonna See a dunk in a, in, a, in a slam dunk Competition with NBA players That you haven't seen before But what you will see is creativity You know, if given the right format I don't, you know, Saturday night Was okay, but they killed it With the format and just ending it The way they did. like I said Most of us didn't know it was over until they went to commercial It was like, okay I mean,
2: you could have. But you, you know what? had the three dunkers, and then and then had a dunk off. Go ahead. But you know what though, I, and 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 I think there is a guy that could probably do some amazing things. I went back and I, because I didn't I didn't see the, I didn't want to watch the, I didn't watch the dunk contest last year, so I went back and watched on YouTube Terrence Ross's dunks. I think mm-hmm. that kid can can do some some amazing dunk. I watched it hoping to, I wanted to see him dunk. And I would have loved to have seen a Terrence Ross and a Paul George dunk contest. I think they probably would have put on a show. But we didn't get that. And, and I think we – I, I kind of felt robbed. I wanted to see Terrence Ross. I think he's on a level right now to where he could do – he's athletic enough, and I think he jumps high enough, and I think he can be creative enough to do some dunks that that would cause us to be like, oh, wow, that was, that was crazy. But right. we didn't get a chance to get that, and I don't. And I think that there are not that many on his level that can do the type of dunks that he can do. I think he's almost damn near in class on his own, but it's outside of LeBron, you know. And LeBron is is a power power dunker dunker himself, and he's able to be creative. We've seen that, but you know, we can scratch him off the list. We're not going to see that from <laughs> him. Yeah. So yeah, I man. think we were left yeah, really with with Terrence Ross based on what I've seen from him mm-hmm. in the dunk contest and what I've seen him do as people mentioned before, like in a game, you know, dunking on motherfuckers. Right. So yeah, it, it, the kid's legit, to man. How
1: it, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how they play it. Um, I, I was I was kind of I, I, I hate to use the word bothered, but I was kind of bothered by even after the dunk contest was over. You know, people like Kenny and I understand Kenny Smith and those guys on T V saying the dunk contest and I think B had a, a, a great tweet. B said you said the dunk contest is back, back from what? <laughs> 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 I thought that was I thought that was classic because I was thinking when B tweeted it, I was thinking the same thing. It's back, back from what? And where is it going? You know, what he what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? But it's going to be interesting to see how how it plays out going forward because you know I'm pretty sure they did pretty good numbers because I think people were interested in the in the guys that were dunking. But you know you can't you can't sell me shit and tell me it's sugar. I'm sorry, it's just you know
4: we'll
1: see we'll see next year. Um, phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening to Dead End Sports. I am your host Twelve Kyle. Definitely joined by my co hosts You know my boys from Dead End Hip Hop, NB and FIFO. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. The place where sports opinions fly. Um one of the actually just something just popped in my head. I wanted to get your take on it. Just me talking about Twitter and All-Star Game, and I, I had to throw out I had to get this question out there to you. I didn't even email it to you guys. Um your boy, Drake. <laughs> What, what was your take on Drake being at the All-Star Game? Because every time Drake popped up on, you know, either either on the court or on the TV screen, you know, you check Twitter and it's just a bunch of Drake. What, what's your thoughts on Drake being actually involved in the contest this year and his presence at the All-Star Game? I mean the way he, I mean you know the way he was looking and stuff. He, he was just looking so goofy. It was just like, dude, acting like
4: <laughs> like
1: all these dudes are just like you just known these dudes for like twenty twenty five years, man. Like they just your bestest friends. Like he was just he was just acting so goofy, <laughs> I thought. I'm like, man, stop, stop acting like that. You look so right. lame out there doing that. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like just the way he was acting. I'm like, you just, just like you just you just begging for a best friend to fuck man. Like, stop <laughs> it. I mean, you know, I, I you know what? I understand if you out, you know, at the All Star game having a good time and stuff like that. But like, be coming all out on the court and just acting like, oh, just stop it. You just look so goopy, as dude. Stop it. What What about you, people? What was what your take on Drake's presence at the All Star game? All Star festivities this weekend. Oh, you know. I, It was You know Any other entertainer You know I thought it was Pretty dope That Terrence Ross Brought him out You know what I'm saying Um, He is the number one uh, Person from Toronto The most famous Person from Toronto So you know, shit, I, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. I thought it was cool, you know. They all had goopy moments, but it's because damn near every rapper wants to be a ball player and every ball player wants to be right. a rapper.
0: So, you, you know, go. there's just
1: there mutual ad- admiration there between the two. You know, like, look at how Nelly was acting once uh, Bradley Beal uh, tied up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you right. spinning, and shit, it was crazy, but... You know, it it is what it is. Um I, I I had no problem. You know, I I was actually I thought it was pretty cool and I liked the jersey. I, and, and I wasn't hundred percent sure but the jersey the T shirt jersey he was rocking it said boss instead of Ross, didn't it? I you know, I, I didn't even pay attention to it. I was kinda of taken aback by that goofy looking hat he had on and why he had his hat on backwards yep. during the during the national anthem. Maybe he didn't know he was supposed to take it off, but you know I don't know. I, or maybe I, they don't I do that in do Canada. It. They don't, oh, they don't? Okay, okay. I'm oh, I saying was saying say maybe. I don't know. I, I thought it was interesting. And, and, and I, I understand, and it didn't really dawn on me until I went back to um, some stuff that we posted, I want to say maybe about a month and a half ago on the Dead End Sports uh, website. Make sure you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Um, Drake is like the official ambassador for the All-Star game that's coming to Toronto I want to say it's coming to Toronto either next year or the year after next. Um, so he's heavily involved in that. So I'm pretty sure he's going to – and I don't know if it was part of I, – I thought it was good that Terrence Ross brought him out there, but I don't know. It's just – you know, you, you just – it's never hit or miss with Drake. It's, it's always somewhere in, in the middle, you know, as far as the reaction. I just thought, you know, he looked goofy, but, you know, much like he, – he just had – it was just a crazy reaction on Twitter. Every time he popped up on the screen – but what about you, Kim?
2: What, what were your thoughts on Drake at, at All-Star this weekend? Man, sit your ass down.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that's,
2: that's really, like, I, I'm on record. I remember when when Drake first popped so far gone, and, and he was just everywhere, falling down right. and, and all kind of shit, breaking his leg and whatever happened to him. And I'm like, just sit down for a minute. Just sit the hell down, man. Nobody want to see you this damn much. You know? So when he came out, it made sense because Terrence Ross is his boy. So I got it immediately. Oh, that's, that's his boy. I, I can see that. But like B said, like you said and, you know, I think everybody said, it's like his. It, it's the way he carried himself, his look, and it's almost like he, he it's like he walked out and he's like, oh, I'm Drake. You know what I'm saying? And like Everybody's going to go crazy and, you know, it's going to take this whole to another level. And then Terrence Ross couldn't even get the damn dunk. You know, and that just <laughs> made it even worse. So now he has to stand out here in that. front of all these people and try to make himself look cooler than what he actually is. You know, and then on top of that, he's going to go sit his ass down with Paul George, John Wall, and Terrence Ross. Go sit your ass down, Drake. Go in the stands with everybody else. Why in the hell are you still out there? It's it, you know, it's just like you you made your point. You came out there. You were the prop. I don't think I saw Shaq out there anymore. I think Shaq did his part, and Shaq took his big ass and, and lunged off to of them. court. Yeah. Go sit your ass down, Drake. You don't need to be out there. We got it. Why are you still out there, dog? Like you're only bringing unnecessary attention to yourself, man. And 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 if bothers you and you don't need this, quit trying to be the cool kid. You know, like people said, I think that's what it is.
1: I think I, you hit the nail right there. I think that's what it is. He just he attry, he appears to try to be the cool kid. And for people outside of hip-hop circles that don't really know him, particularly corporate America that may just be getting on to who Drake is, you know, they probably think he's the coolest. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, people who know who Drake is, they're like, ah, come on, Drake. And and you know what, speaking of hip-hop, too, another face that wasn't necessarily present at, you know, any NBA functions for TV per se, Phil Wayne. I thought that was interesting considering the fact that you know, the game was held in his hometown. Um, I don't know if that. I'm pretty sure he did parties and all that stuff like that. But I just he didn't pop up on any TV screens. Um, you know, as far as NBA related events, um, I thought that. Was, and somebody mentioned that on Twitter. So I thought that was interesting as well. Um, phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to Dead in Sports. Um, next question I have for you guys. It was it was much talked about. Uh, probably one of the hottest dudes on the planet at the time coming into the All-Star game was Kevin Durant. Uh KD was on fire. He's been on fire for the last probably month and a half. Um in many circles people feel like he has surpassed LeBron as far as uh, in the MVP race. I think it's probably a three-man race right now, LeBron, uh KD and Paul George. Um so Paul asked, "Has Kevin Durant?" Yeah, Paul George, yeah, Paul. I think Paul George is still in the mix. Um, people, I ask you: <laughs> Has Kevin Durant surpassed LeBron as the best offensive force in the NBA scoring wise? Uh, but, but but that's about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. I think that KD as a scorer, I don't I don't think I've seen anybody be as unguardable as him since MJ. Just scoring wise, now what LeBron mm-hmm. does, LeBron I always call him—he's a Swiss Army knife for basketball. He does everything. He can defend. He he scores the basketball. He's your point guard. He's everything on the court. Now as a as a scorer, oh yeah, Durant hands down because LeBron can't even guard this man. I I think I think uh, Durant showed it a couple times, and you know even Steve Kerr made a, a, a point to point out when KD hit a step back three on LeBron. You know, LeBron full extension, he was like almost two feet away from Kevin Durant's release. And we're right, talking right, arguably the best that. perimeter defender in the NBA right now. So if he can't guard him, can't nobody guard him? Mm-hmm. But I do think what about you, the MVP, uh, though. Okay, okay. So you're giving him an MVP vote right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, B? Uh, has Has Durant surpassed LeBron as the best offensive force in the NBA right now? Ah uh, oh man, that's kind of a good question. I think. I mean, my only knock on Durant's game really is is his ability to post. I mean, at least LeBron is starting to do that more, which makes him an unstoppable force. I think. But um, just from a jump shoot, yeah, just from a jump shooting. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I mean, if not Durant started working on his post-game work, I mean, you know, with his lanky, you know, all long arms up, then, yeah. Because ah, so, LeBron is just so freaking, he's a freaking nature, man. It's like when when that dude goes to the hole, he's just so strong and powerful, man. I mean, KD don't possess that yet. But, oh, ah, man, it's almost like neck and neck for me. Now, I can't really say who is more of a, if he surpassed them really yet. I mean, he's a better shooter, yeah, but I mean, I think I still think uh, LeBron, when it comes to slashing and getting to the basket, I think LeBron is better at that. Like I said, LeBron is finally starting to post more, which is he and he knows he's unstoppable, and you know he's he's good at that. So I I don't know, I I can't really say not yet, not just yet. They they neck and neck, though. they like right tie right now. Okay, so you. You, you gave us a political answer. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't really say who was like he surpassed him. I, no, but he getting there. Okay, all right. What about you, Ken? Ha- has he surpassed LeBron on the offensive end, as far as this being, When I saw he, that he question, my,
2: my 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 first reaction was yeah, um, but I think I'm just caught up in the moment. Um, okay. of just everything that that, that KD is doing and has been doing um because I think we have to um, it, well if we're comparing k d to lebron i you know I, okay fine I, I don't think so Not that i have really had a chance to really sit sit on this for a minute uh jump shot shooter yeah he can he can get his shot he can step back and shoot from anywhere on the court but i LeBron has improved that uh, tr- uh, tremendously as well. You know, he, not he, You know, he he can he can shoot. He may not be as, as as wet as as KD is. You know, but I think KD just he has to shoot so he has the green light to shoot and score. We haven't seen LeBron with the pure green light to shoot and score since he's been in Cleveland. What the? Oh.
1: LeBron knows like his him. old man
2: shit. Yeah, he, <laughs> he told this him. old man shit. LeBron said it himself. What are you talking about? What are you talking no, about, no, LeBron? No, said no, like, I
1: think <laughs> I think what you're talking about, Ken, is LeBron mentioned as far as when you compare him to KD in the fact that KD, KD can put up 30 shots, which he's not going to put up 30 shots once Westbrook comes back. But I mean, right now he he probably is. But I think the difference is, is that LeBron has to share, you know, offensively he has to share a bigger spotlight with Wade and uh, Bosh as opposed to, um, you know, with Durant just sharing it with um, uh, Westbrook.
4: Okay,
2: yeah, let, 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 let's back up because I, I, I think I know why people reacted. Look, people,
0: <laughs>
2: nobody's going to tell LeBron not to shoot. So and I think that go, kind of goes back to what, what Kyle is saying. So LeBron can shoot whenever he wants to shoot. But, and, and what I'm saying is that if LeBron was placed in KD's situation and he would had to go out there and do as much as KD has to do offensively, oh, I think he'll light it up. If his, his jump he, shot is much better, he can drive to the paint. He, because he's a freak of nature, you, you can bump him. He'll still get a shot off him, and, and more time than most, he'll make the shot. And he can post up. And, and, and think, his can? opponents. Here's
4: the thing. So it's, I, not, it's not nah, that man. I, I
2: don't know, man. I think I think what KD does have also has is, is, is his, his his handles, and he's quick as hell. So I think that that gives him a, a bit of an advantage to get to spots he wants to that he wants, and because his jump shot is so good, you know, you know more more times than most again it's going to go in. But I think just an all around offensive force. Ah man. I'm I i I'm still going to stick with LeBron on this one. He,
1: he, 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 here's the thing, Ken. KD doesn't necessarily have a bigger offensive... KD or LeBron, I think they have the equal amount offensive load. The difference is what their teams need them to do for their teams to be successful. KD Ken- In OKC, they need scoring because only realistically Westbrook and Durant are the only two true scorers on that team that can manufacture their own shots. So you're right. He has to score more points. But LeBron has to score and he has to assist. Scott Brooks and OKC don't need KD to, to be as big of a playmaker as LeBron. But what LeBron doesn't score, he makes up with assists. So their offensive mode is exactly the same, in my opinion. Now, when we're talking about stopping a player, right, the scenario that goes in my head is one-on-one, half court, I got to stop you. Now, to me, it is more difficult to stop KD in that aspect. Now, we're talking full court. Of course, LeBron. LeBron gets the, the the rebound. He's going to go. He's a freight train. KD can do the same thing. But, you know, I'd rather take a charge from KD and get dunked on than, 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 than take one from LeBron. And, and I know I'm not the only person that that, that feels that way. But when we're talking about a half-court offense, one-on-one, I'm on the island, no pick and roll, no nothing. I'm not stopping KD, dog. KD right now. It's like MJ. There was nothing that you can do to stop this guy from shooting 50%. Now LeBron physically, that is the difference. He is more physical than KD. But outside mm-hmm. of that, man, yo KD as a scorer, as a scorer, <clears throat> not a complete basketball player, as a scorer offensively is 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 I haven't seen a guy since MJ that that's doing what he can do.
2: But here's the thing, though, Ralph, and I, and I get you the one-on-one, can I stop KD, you know, in a half court set, but shit, KD is still going to work on the perimeter. You can't stop LeBron in a half court set because he'll work you on the perimeter and then he'll take you in the post. So he has an advantage over KD but because he can KD take KD, KD ass down Le- in the post and KD can't do the same thing to LeBron.
1: What you mean? Yes, he can. Did you watch the game against OKC in Miami? KD you said KD is going to
2: back down LeBron. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, oh, no, can't, can't, No, can't. No, can't. no, 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 wait, 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 because there's different ways that you can post. Post is not all about power now. Dirk Nowitzki has a post game and he will not back nobody down. Post is not just about power. Of course, he has a, a post power game. TV. Yes, he does. He has the dunk post game,
0: the one foot fadeaway. away, the the the, the, mm. the regular stuff. No. He has a post game. No, he don't,
1: no he don't get Not like when I think a post game, I think of like Carmelo, like post game. Like he don't got Durant, don't got that. He don't got that because he Cause doesn't he have power. Durant's, Durant's really going to have to gain more weight to really be able to... I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say really be bang second. like that. He, he had to really bang, you know, because the demand. Oh, yeah. what he's but he's but he like, weighs he like, like 17 pounds. And I'm not saying he's a banger, y'all. You, it,
2: Doesn't mean right, he's I, not I a you, banger, but he just not
1: me he
0: I,
2: don't you, got I no... I understand. you making a good point. I, I don't, don't know. I'm thinking it, when I think post game, I, I remember Jordan and Kobe, they they were down there, they were banging, and they could do the Noviski stuff, too. Like I, I just, I just know that look, they have more look, offensive repertoire in, in their game when it came comes to being in the post. Can, KB, can, can KD turn his back to somebody and 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 turn around and use those long arms to get off a shot? Yeah, he can do that. But okay, I don't okay, think he look, has a look, full, look, look, full look, fleshed out he, post game like no, that.
1: He doesn't, and that's the scary part because look at how many years before LeBron has really gotten comfortable in the post. KD's already displaying, when I go down here, no, I don't have the whole offensive repertoire, but I got two or three moves that you can't stop. And as the years progress, you got to, how old is KD? KD's like 25, man, 26. Come on. He has time. He has time. I'm not saying he's never going to get it. I'm not saying he's never going to get it. I mean, right. man, he, he, like you said, he's still, he's still young. He's going to have time to develop. I'm not, I'm not saying he's never going to get it. Yeah, if he gets it, uh, cancel Christmas. It's a wrap. It, it's like a wrap. Because like you said, you you 6'11 with a 7'4", 7'5", wingspan, and, and you decide you want to go down in the paint and bang, all you got to do is turn around. You can do some damn Kareem shit and... You unguardable. You unguardable. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar shit, man. You unguardable. See, I get you, people. I mean, yeah. Once he he's still developing. Once he gets it, it's, it's a wrap. And you know, like you said, gain a little bit more meat, and he start banging more, and still having that that quickness that he got in the wing, the crossover and pull up for the three. It's a wrap. Oh yeah, he'd be he'd be probably one of the most one of the most unguardable players I've ever seen if he if he develops those. I I think he already is though. I, I like I, I've watched a lot of basketball. I watched a lot of basketball in my life. And and up to this point I, I I don't think I've ever seen physically a player like him. And I I don't I don't think that since MJ I've seen a guy that you just you, there's nothing you can, you could double team. you just cannot affect him. Like like that that's the thing with LeBron. Like LeBron, you could still affect his jump shot. And and, and throw him off. Of course, it's like one out of fifteen shots he takes. Of course, LeBron is that great. But with MJ, I rarely saw anybody get in his grill and and make him do things that he didn't want to do. And I think even over MJ, just because of the physical difference, I haven't seen anybody ever. It's almost like Dirk. You know, like like way back, ESPN had a one-on-one challenge. And um, I, I think one of the matchups was like Dirt versus MJ, and i was like, you know what, real, real, real talk. That's a real interesting matchup because obviously MJ can't guard a seven footer in post. right? And, and, and the way that Dirt releases the rock, you, you're not gonna affect them at all. And that's kind of like KD, just because of his physical prowess. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody outside of maybe Dirt. And, and and possibly MJ, but you know, MJ had guys that got in, into into him nights here, nights there. You know, like like one of my favorite stories, Jerry Stackhouse, said that he was the best uh uh North Carolina target to ever come out. And they played the Bulls on a back to back. And and Jordan gave it to him. He, hey, hey, I'm MJ, you know, and
0: but <laughs>
1: You know, I've seen Gerald Wilkins get into MJ and bother him and fluster him here and there. And, of course, LeBron has done that to KD, but this year, I haven't seen anybody since MJ do what KD's doing, man.
2: But you know what? I, I still think, for me, I still think LeBron can even turn it up a notch. I I, I, I don't think we've seen... You know, oh, no, no, not LeBron this season yet. In right now. Nah. you know, nah. and, and 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 that's the scary thing. He's still putting up these numbers, and he's playing seemingly at at half speed. But let me ask you this, people, because I know mm-hmm. this is a KD versus LeBron um, discussion. But mm-hmm. last year, prior to Kevin Durant, you know, gaining the world's attention, everybody was saying Melo was that guy in the lead, the most. Uh, prolific score in the NBA, so how does KD compare to Melo? Because Melo was the guy last year that nobody could stop. So, how do they compare this year versus, well, how do they compare now?
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing for me with Melo and KD and LeBron. I've always said, I think Melo is the most versatile scorer, because he can do everything that KD does. He can do offensively um, scoring-wise, he can do what LeBron does, uh, but all but KD can't – KD's more of a perimeter guy, and, and, and Melo can do it everywhere. He could take a big guy down low and bang them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they play in Memphis right now, and he's been guarding Mark Gasol. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's a physical banger. And even let LeBron tell it. He said that the two guys that's hardest for him to guard, and we know how big and strong LeBron is, he says KD and Melo. And Melo, because mm-hmm. he's a bull down there. And he can take he you out. Is. And he has a first step. And he got a mid range. And he got a three pointer. And he got handle. He has everything that 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 you could want out of a score But he's not six six ten, six eleven with a seven four wingspan. You can't keep that. You can't
2: keep that. So, so KD wise, is a better scorer than Melo.
1: Yes, but Melo is a more versatile scorer because he could do it in more ways, more effectively. More ways, but oh, you're you playing you word can't. games, Ralph?
2: Come <laughs> okay, on, it's either yes game. or no, man.
3: <laughs> what do you he mean? He either I'm is or it. he isn't.
2: And and KD's and, and I will more. argue that if Melo can do it in more ways than KD, why is not Melo a better scorer than KD? Because That's essentially what you're saying.
1: Me- because Melo is not as efficient as KD. That's his biggest problem. That's a knock, right, That's a knock that, that Melo doesn't have against Le- LeBron and KD. Both of them guys shoot 50% or better. Uh, Carmelo's right, better. Right. Carmelo's a volume scorer. That's the knock on him. That's the only knock in terms of scoring. He can do it in more ways, but he's just not as efficient as the other two. Because, because now, you know why we we're playing word games and we we're playing all these semantics? Because we're nitpicking Three of arguably the best scorers in the NBA, so we are. Yeah, and I, and I think we got we totally away from game. whatever the question was. <laughs> we did. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. I love the debate. Love the debate, man. Love the debate. Uh, the Phone number to call in: uh, area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six seven eight four seven eight zero three five six. Like I said, you're listening live. To Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. I am joined by my partners in crime. You know the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, Ken, B, and C4. Hit us up. Hit us up. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. 478 Next question I have for you guys. Uh, uh, early last week, uh, Jadavia Clowney, let's shift let's to the college athletics real quick. Um, the Davion Clowney, everybody knows the uh I coming into the season was we all thought probably would be the overall number 1 pick. Um still may go number 1, but he is, you know, all American uh from South Carolina defensive end. Uh he made he 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 a few feathers earlier this week when he said that he thinks that college athletes should be paid. Um he even went a step further and insinuated that if college athletes were getting paid he might still be coming back to South Carolina for another year of football. Um so Ken, what what's your take on that? Should college athletes get paid? Why, why not?
2: They are being paid, Kyle. Um, uh, it's called a scholarship. Have you ever had to pay for four years of college, even though they, they leave to go to the NFL? It's expensive, Kyle. It's very expensive. And and it, it's, half the time it amounts to a, you know a salary, so I do think they are being paid in a college education. But I so that being said, no, I don't think they. Okay, okay, this this is kind of weird because this is going to sound <laughs> like you know uh, this is going to be like a, a, a total can answer, right? But I think they're being paid in the terms of. Um, if, if, In regards to receiving a a full scholarship, for those that are receiving a full scholarship, I think that's equal payment. But on the other hand, I do think there needs to be some form of compensation um, for the athletes that do go out there and devote so much time and effort and energy into what they're doing. Does it always have to be monetarily? I don't think so, and I think that that's what the question is. Paid, you know, how are they going to be paid? Are we talking about money? then uh, I don't know, I'm kind of on the fence with that. But uh, the fact that you're getting a free ride to college and you don't have to go back and pay student loans when you're done, I think that seems like equal payment to me.
1: Hell no. Hell no. See, see, this, this is, this is <laughs> that woman. Ken, Ken you've been sipping that old man juice tonight, huh? You just already <laughs> know Look, man, I, look, this is how I feel. I feel like college students sh- or college athletes should get paid, and this is the main reason why. You're 100% right, Ken. They do get a free scholarship, and, and, and that's their right because that's what they're contributing. But when you're talking about a college can charge people to sit next to this college star and make money off of my name, you damn right, I should get a percentage or something off of that. You mean to tell me like, like, like you know, with Texas A&M, they were charging $30,000 a seat to sit next to Manziel? Oh, hell no. Hell no. I got to get a piece of that because, because you're making money off of my likeness, not off of Texas what? A&M, off of Johnny Manziel, Johnny's football. You're making money off of me. You're making money off of my jersey sales. You're making money because I am who I am. And I'm not saying that I deserve 100% of that because I am a college student. I am an amateur, and I understand. But I I deserve a percentage or some type of fair compensation because you are making millions upon millions. And let's be honest. Let's say the most expensive college Scholarship is gonna be like a hundred, some thousand, but you're making a, over a million dollars just off of me this one year. You damn right I deserve some of that money because it's my name.
2: What's the difference between that and corporations and, and, and assistance today? We go to work every day and we don't we don't read the benefits of all of that. They give us a, a stipend and we go home. It's kind of the same thing. No, so, now, it, it, but not, so I I, I I see where you're going well, I, and well, I and hold, hold, hold get it. A, I got I got to stop you, Ken.
1: I got to stop you right there. The difference is that we're grown. That's the difference.
0: The difference oh. is
1: is that we all we all went to, we all went to school. We all graduated from school, and we all chose a job because we didn't decide to go into work for ourselves. We decided that okay, hey, I'm going to work for you, and you're going to pay me X amount of dollars. Even though I know that I might bring X amount of dollars into this company, I'm going to take a percentage of that. And yeah, you can give me a little bit for my 401k, and you give me these health benefits so I can take care of my kids and my family, the whole nine. The, I, I think I think they have to be. I think it's, it's ludicrous that they're not paid. You're right. A scholarship is is a part of the payment, but when you factor in now, how much they you should pay them, I'm not sure. Because it, it's all subjective. Because you have sports, you have some sports like football that are revenue generating. and You have you know field hockey that's not revenue generating. But I feel like they should get some money too. You know, would the the guy that plays field hockey for South Carolina should he get as much as Jadavian Clowney? No, I mean it, it doesn't work like that. But Jadavian Clowney should be able to get paid. Um, we talked about and I had a huge debate about this when I was in, when I was actually in school. At South Carolina State University, because and it it hit home for me because I was a football player there. Yeah, I was on scholarship, but it was there's more to it than them just paying my tuition and books. I gave up, and this something that I chose to do, but I gave up a lot to play football. No, I, you know, when I got out of class at two o'clock. You know, if you got a class at 2 o'clock, the day was over for you. You know, if I got a class at 2 o'clock, I was headed to practice. I had to look late that morning. That's a part of the scholarship. So it, it, it's not just, okay, we're just going to pay you a room to board and, and give you a little perks and things of that nature. You know, you basically have given, you're giving yourself. It's just, I'm working for a lot more than what that scholarship is worth. And the minute that South Carolina State decides to hang the number 12 jersey up in the bookstore and sell it for $100. Not that it ever happened, but it, but it shit sounds good. <laughs> but if they did, if they put the number 12 jersey up with my last name on the back and they sold it for $100, I don't get in it. I'm going to be pissed because you're making money off of me. You know, if it didn't have my name on the back, if I didn't wear number 12 at school, then that's different. If it was a number 12 from South Carolina State, you know, that was – in the history books, if it was John Brown or whomever, and the money went to his family, or the money went to the university, I wouldn't have a, a problem with it. But the university, they are there to, you know, obviously, you, you, basically you're a commodity. You're an athlete, and and, and I hate the term student-athlete because you ain't a student. They don't can. They Anybody, any school that says that they care about their quote unquote student athletes—that's bullshit. They are athletic it's students. Ridiculous. That's what they are. Yep. They're athletic students because I tell you this much: the minute that you cannot play in your sport, you are done. They have a decision whether or not they want to keep your scholarship, or and, and your scholarship is based on your performance. It's all performance based. So guess what? The moment they can shows up at school and he's a five star recruit. He's been heavily recruited by all of these schools. Ken, you go to Notre Dame and then you re- and then Notre Dame realizes, well, Ken ain't the player that we thought he was. Oh, they're gonna send you home. It's not a full free ride for four years. Because what if you get there and you realize, okay, you know what, my heart ain't in it. Or I'm homesick. You know, it's over for you. Now your your scholarship is over. So it's all performance based. Um I said that to say this. They should be paid something. When you have yep. a multi-billion-dollar industry, I mean yep. billion with a B, you got to break these kids off, you know. And, and for I thought it was very key for Clowney to make that kind of statement when he's looking at his head coach Steve Spurrier, who makes he is the highest-paid employee in the state of South Carolina because he works for the he works for the state, so he's the highest-paid employee in the state of South Carolina. Spurrier makes like. For Four million dollars And then he also has A million dollar contract With Nike He has a TV and, and, and radio show deal You know So he's getting money Off hand hand of, hand of foot And the Clown He can't You know he, And he Because he has to Commit so much time To football He can't He can't go play I mean he can't go He'll Work at pizza So And Tom you know, sorry, that's And add different. one more Add one more blow to it Even when they go To the NFL their, All their money Isn't guaranteed Nope I guarantee it all.
2: You know, you're, uh, you're, so. Y'all are killing me with this with this with this, <laughs> this, this old sob story crap, man. All poor athlete who 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 goes there and 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 he has to work for this scholarship that he has. You know what, Kyle? Here is the thing, man. You are talking about the fact that they're grown. I tell you one thing: when you turn eighteen, you have a choice. You can either go to college, work, and pay your way through college. You can play football and and get get it, and maybe get a scholarship and and go to college or you can go get your ass a job and go to college and i will argue that the the student athlete or athletic student you however you want to phrase it, it it's it's equal in parts because you're considered an adult by the time you're 18 or 21 or whatever damn age you are so so it comes down to choice. So all of a sudden, because they go to, go, go to college, now all of a sudden they're, they're not grown anymore? What, when did that happen? When did that happen? I know when you were 18, I, I'm pretty sure you had to get a job, but if your dad told you you were grown, I know what happened to me. I've been working since I was 16. And things <laughs> should change. I right. perform, I get compensated for it, and that's what these athletes are Doing when they go to this college, you guys are looking at the other man's money. You're looking in his wallet and you're comparing that to whoa, these athletes whoa, who who are,
0: who, who are not getting paid.
2: But come on, man, can, these guys are getting can these these, 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 these scholarships. What? Well, I'm not understanding. I, I, I just don't get it. And and and, and, on and one more thing, like, I, I and here's the thing. The other thing about this, you, you also guys are. So are you saying that? If if it's a star college athlete and the star college at, and this university is making money off a Manziel by selling his jersey, mm-hmm. they should earn a percentage of that for using his likeness. I'm I, yeah. you know what? I agree with that. I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that because I understand you're profiting off of that guy that's on the field. So that's different than everybody else, but. Also, what you're doing with that is you're also kind of encouraging some form of separatism because now, all of a sudden, hey, Manziel's making all this extra money because he's a star, but what about all these other kids that's there and not making any extra money because they're not Johnny Manziel? That's not fair to to the other kids out there.
1: How can you have the argument about not being fair than being fair? You, 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 you can't have it both ways, Ken, because at the end of the day, stars get paid though. You know, how many exactly. players make paying Manny money? No, many what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is that, what I'm saying is that, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that, if you take hold that, that I mean. route, Ralph, then you create
2: this division between the team because it, one no. person is being paid and another isn't.
1: So it's a slippery slope, dog? No, wait, wait. It's not a slippery slope because what I'm saying is every college athlete should get paid. That's number one. So I'm not creating a slippery slope in my scenario. You are in yours. That's number one. Number two, you damn right Johnny Manziel is going to make more than the 103rd player on the damn roster because he's Johnny Football and he's a Heisman Trophy winner, and there's only one of those in college football. You damn right. And when you perform, you get paid on your performance. And any level of of, of athletics, When you are the star player You get the most treatment dog
2: Oh yeah what about the guy that doesn't have a scholarship Ralph He's left out in the cold Hey Hey, you Did you hear what
1: I said Did you hear what I said I said that all players All players All athletic players Should get paid That's number one first and foremost So don't get it twisted Number two, you damn right the star player should get more money than every single damn person on that team because they earned it. Because that is what makes them. And then to not create the separatism of this guy way right over here on the left and this guy and all of these other guys on the right, that's the job of the coach. Every damn coach, you have to manage your star player and, 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 and tell him what you need him to do versus what you need the team to do because it's two different things, dog. It always has been, always will be. You think that what Phil Jackson told Michael Jordan is the same thing that he told John Paxson? Hell no! Hell no! Not even close.
2: It's a complicated process when you're talking about paying college kids, and then you're talking about creating these type of, of, of tiered form of payments. Based on on performance, why even introduce when, that when they already have 10, a scholarship? But 10, you're adding but extra what, wrinkles in it, that could further you know, complicate this whole situation.
1: Ken, but there's already a form of what I'm talking about, and it's called professional sports, dog. And right, they're you, not professional right, athletes; the rap, they're college students. But
0: they're but, but you're exactly but, 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 right. Uh, they're not professionals, dog. <laughs> they go to
2: school. And I'm not so now, I'm gonna gonna
1: pay high now we're going to pay high school athletes, too? No, that We're always going to trickle but down that. i are not selling high school
2: jerseys. And high school athletics is not a billion
0: dollars. But they're dollars making money off high school, 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 school kids. All these, 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 oh, these oh, bookchip hey, stars. Who? Hey, 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 who? Who's making Who's making it?
2: I'm talking about the high school. If you got a blue chip star, you mean to tell me nobody's going to watch these guys play? They're going to promote it. You mean to tell me that that when LeBron went to high school, when LeBron was playing, that 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 school didn't profit off of all of the attention that he brought to that school? But anyway, forget that. We're talking about college student athletes versus professional athletes. When you introduce an exchange of money for service, such as what we're talking about, it becomes a professional career. It's a difference, man. You, I, I just think it it complicates it too much
3: to well then, introduce okay, that yeah, with me, so me, many and,
2: different and, and players see, on this and, team. And, and, and you know what? You have, again, I, I want to give opinion opinion on.
1: wait. Hold on, I gotta make this point. Okay. All right, Ken. I 100% agree, but then you know what? Then the school shouldn't charge $30,000 to sit next to Manziel. Then the school shouldn't sell these jerseys. It should solely be based on what, what the revenue that the NCAA makes. But when you start doing this stuff, then no, I deserve a percentage of that because you. the only reason why you're even selling this seat for $30,000 is because of me. So, no, no, I should get a percentage. Or if not, you know what? Any time and Harry should be able to come sit next to me, Johnny Football, because I am a college non state athlete.
2: Mm. You better take the damn scholarship <laughs> and go out there and play and go to the damn NFL. That's what you need to do. Don't you know, be coming here talking know, about what I need man. to give you. because You're watching what, what, you what you're is, looking man. in my pocket. You still
1: salty over slavery, dog. You just want to be a slave owner. <laughs> Hey, what's your take on it, B? <laughs> oh Lord. I mean, I'm 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 gonna have to play like the little the route. I'm I'm kinda like on FIFO side and Ken's side. Like I you know, I'm I'm with Ken like, well hell, you got a four year scholarship at, at freaking Stanford University. You know how expensive that is? So at the same time, yeah, that, that's that's them getting paid. But to FIFO's point, I do agree. Like I remember, you know, during the Fast Five era you know, uh, you know, Chris Webber was like, "This school has made millions. Even if you watch the documentary on ESPN, you like, "This school yeah, has made that. millions, millions and millions and millions of dollars of me, and I can't even buy a slice of pizza." Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think at some point, like you said, Kyle, um, I think the players should at least get something. You know, at least get like a, a every week, you know, five hundred dollar allowance every week or something. I mean, something to have in their pocket. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they deserve to get paid. You know, fifteen uh, percent of that million dollars, but you know, give them something. And, you know, if Chris, if Chris, if you you playing on the most important fast five, you know, starting lineups in college history, but you can't even go to pizza and buy you a slice of pizza. And this school is—they selling your jersey number and everything and stuff, making all this money off of you. And you know, get something. I, I look at it like you got to get a little, a little bit of the pie, a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying all of it. You, you have you. Yeah, you got to. And you know, like, like, like I said, like Ken say I do agree to the point where, you yeah, well, damn, these kids are getting a four-year scholarship, which they're not staying the whole damn four years. So you might would well say they're only getting a one-year scholarship because all they're doing is one and done. But yeah, I mean, you're getting a four-year scholarship, but getting to pay the whole tuition of what? Over a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars for college. That's a free ride. So, I mean, they're going really, uh, some part of a payment, but then your next part of a payment you gotta be uh, allowance or something, man. Like, you know, give them $1,000 a week or something, man, because, yeah, for them, for that to happen when during the Fab Five era, and this probably happens after that, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So give them give them a piece of the, a little bit of the pie, they're making all this money off
2: of I, I think do the, think the it's criminal that that is, these guys are not, uh, and I'm right, I, you're, you're absolutely right, B. I agree with you, I do think it's, it's criminal that these guys can't go out and get any damn pizza. That that right. that's that's silly. So I think when when we're talking about payment, maybe it shouldn't be paid. Because when we when we're saying the word paid, we think we're attributing that to a job. So maybe right, a right. stipend a or payment. some type of yeah. allowance,
1: yeah. I would yeah. be okay yeah. with yeah. that. Because
2: I think Give you can you can distribute that out equally among the college students. And my,
1: exactly. And then also to my point, also the documentary on the uh, Miami U. Them guys were freaking blessed and. And, and, you know, how much money that the Miami U made, you know, what, in, the, in, the, in the early mid-'80s when that school started to take off, when they started doing urban recruiting, and then Miami U started whooping up on everybody's ass, and you see all these new buildings being built in the campus. because But right. these players broke as hell. They're like, well, how come we're not getting a piece of the pie? we like, we the reason why this school is making all this money and they're building all these new facilities on campus. But here I am, I can't even go down the street and buy me a soda. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Give them a piece of the pie. Give them some type of allowance, man. Like it's ridiculous. I think I think I every you you made a great point, man. And, and just like I said, at, at my school, and and, I, and I'm not even going to sit here and say that I was in that type of mix because I'm talking we're talking about a historically black college of six thousand students when I was there. So I'm not on the same scale as a Johnny Manziel, and nor was I a Heisman Trophy winner. But I will say this much, when you every year when that final budget number comes out and you look at that bottom line number, and everybody in America knows that football, of all the sports on the yard, I don't care if you're at HBCU or, or if you're at Oklahoma or if you're at Oregon or wherever, football brings in the most money, and yep. football... The the revenue that you bring in from football, um, you know, definitely pays for the sports that aren't not that aren't that don't uh, generate any revenue. Uh, we talked uh, we 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 debated earlier uh, le- earlier last year, well late last year uh, on those uh, payout games for HBCUs. You know, when you see bam, you go into, you know Ohio State and getting smashed eighty four to nothing, but they got you know seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to do it. It was to take care of those programs like that because you have to have, you know, women, you know, sports like women's bowling, so that they can keep their title nine, you know, and there won't be any issues like that with the NCAA. That being said, you know, there's a way. When you have, when you have multi-billion dollars coming in, you, there's a way that you can distribute it evenly, and you can maybe give a little, give a little more to a Jadavion Clowney, or give a little more to. Um, you know, a uh, uh, Johnny Manziel or what have you. And, and in the grand scheme of things, if we're going to keep Johnny, is, are you going to give Jadavio Clowney enough to not go back, I mean, to not come back? No, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, he, he could arguably be the number one pick this year. So it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't know if he was just saying that for conjecture or what have you. He, he was coming, He's not coming back. I mean, he got, you know, complained about this year just, you know, from some of his play or lack thereof and people said, well, he's just tanking it because he's trying not to get hurt. Yeah, right, wasn't trying to get hurt because he knows what's next for him in, at the next level in the NFL. Um, and nobody, everybody won't have the opportunity to get what Jadavion is going to get, but I get his point in the fact that when you don't have any money and, yeah, you've given up something, you're getting something, you're getting an opportunity and an education, but let's just keep it real. Most, I don't I don't want to generalize athletes as a former athlete, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of athletes go to school and they have no intention on graduating. They have no intention, very few. some of them have no intention on going to class. They just want to go and play ball. You know, when we when I was in school, we talked about the three Bs, books, ball, and pace. And it didn't always go in that order. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. And, and, and so, you know, that's the way it was. So it's, you know, you have to give up something to get something. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you got a billion dollars that you that you gotta pay everybody the same thing because no everybody's not gonna be the same thing. But if you put my jersey up in the bookstore, or if you're paying people to sit next to me, I mean like these said if you're paying people to sit next to me and I don't get a cut. Come on, man, ah, you, that's not gonna happen. And then the NCAA, their rules are structured to where Johnny Manziel, if Johnny Manziel wanted to print a T-shirt with his. If he wanted to if he had a printing press and he wanted to print a T shirt with his face on it, he couldn't do it and sell it. That's how crazy it is. And he can't go get a job. And he has to work year round. And that's what he signed. Now, you can't feel sorry for Johnny Manziel because as a college athlete, when he signs when he signs his letter of intent, that's what he signs up for. So he can't say, Well, hey, I didn't know it was gonna be like this. Yes, you do. Right. Uh, it's about being pimp. You know, but at the same time you, you need to and what I would tell any college kid. Yes, your university is going to exploit you, but you also have to exploit your university as well, and not necessarily in a bad way. But you have to use them for every single thing that you can use them for because trust and believe, they're going to use your ass. <laughs> <laughs> the phone number yep, is six four six six four six four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. This is a, the Dead-end sports show, but it sounds like dead-end hip-hop. I- I'm loving the debate, man, man. Keep it coming. Uh, like I said, 646 um, 478 Next question I have for you guys, uh, I'm going to jump down to the quarterback question. Uh, quarterback, two-minute drill. You got a two-minute drill. Um, you got to get down the field and score. You got a two-minute drill. What quarterback would you want to run your two-minute drill to perfection? Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, Joe Flacco, or Matthew Ryan? Ken?
2: You can get Flacco ass out of there. I, he not, he's not right. <laughs> he's I mean, real Uh Newton had a great year. Um, I, he would be in the discussion because of what he did in college, but it hasn't carried over a lot in the NFL um, even though I think his rookie year he, he, he won a lot of games late so he has some experience um, I would probably I think and Kaepernick just scared the shit out of me out what the way he did so um, I think I'll go with Matt Ryan man I, I think he you know it, it sounds crazy but I think you know he has a history of doing it I think you know, with with you know, what happened to him in the playoffs uh the year they went, you know, I've, a lot of that carried over into last season and, and he did fail but I but prior to then he won a lot of games late and, and I mean he didn't get the nickname for nothing, right? Even though I think it was a lame nickname. But, you know, he, he earned earned that nickname and he was able to drive his team down and win a lot of games late. More than, and I have to look at numbers to be certain this is an actual fact. But from, from and I, I think Flacco maybe. I don't know. I don't have any numbers. But I, Matt Ryan, man, I, I would feel comfortable with with Matt Ryan leading my team to a victory. Even though Kaepernick okay. would be a monster with those, you know, with his ability to take off. But you got to throw, you got to throw it. So give me Matt Ryan.
1: What about you, uh, B? Those four quarterbacks Matt Ryan, Flacco, Kaepernick, Cam Newton. Who are you taking in a two minute drill? Oh, man. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I'm damn sure I ain't picking Matt Ryan. I I can't believe Ken said Matt Ryan. Um, What? No. I wouldn't pick. I mean, give me someone who's proven already. I. Flacco, shit. I mean, Flacco, he, the man did go no interceptions in the whole postseason. The year they won a the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, he's not he the most got man, lucky the most... dog. Yeah, hey, well, hey that, whatever. That ring ain't lucky. He got a ring on his finger, and he had no interceptions. <laughs> he, he threw the he threw the ball a lot. So give me someone that's proven already, man. I, you know, give me some give me someone that's proven. I give, give me Flacco. I hate to say it, but give me Flacco. I pick Flacco. <laughs> I, pick, I pick I pick Flacco over Ryan. I will tell you that okay okay what about you people you got those four quarterbacks man who you say Kaepernick, Flacco, Ryan, or Newton? Man um it's an interesting uh quarterback selection um I think if I'm at home I'm taking Matt Ryan all day um you know I, I think he has like the most uh comeback wins at home and like you know the most uh consecutive wins at home like in the first couple years of a of a career so I think Matt Ryan is proven again only at home. Um but like Ken man I, I'm not I, I don't I am not a, a flaco believer like that. He did have one good run in the playoffs. But um, if I had to put money on it man I I'd probably had to go with Matt Ryan too, man. Uh you know, I, I don't really like the quarterback selection. I think I need to see more of Cam Newton Um, because he's my very second close pick, you know, based on what he did this year. But, you know, I'm not all the way um, sold, especially, you know, with that Panthers team. I I just don't think he has the weapons to to do it. Now, if you you let me pick the rest of the team around these quarterbacks, I'll probably take Cam. Okay, okay. I must say, and the reason why I went with these quarterbacks, because, it's easy to, you know, and we've we've talked about, um we talked about, you know, the Brady's and the Mannings and, and those cats. And I think that's e- that's the easier, you know, if you say who you want, Brady, Manning or Breeze or Aaron Rodgers, you know, we go with the upper echelon of, of quarterbacks. I think that those are a little bit easier and, and you can't go wrong. I mean, nobody's gonna cuss you out if you say, I'll take Brady over Manning. Nobody will cuss you out if you say I'll take Manning over Brady. You know, but when you talk about that next tier of quarterbacks, and I even left some guys out, guys like Roethlisberger and Stafford and, you know, where those guys actually fit in. uh, um, Not Drew Brees, um, what's the boy out in San Diego? um, Philip Rivers. um, Philip Rivers. But, you know, but he came bounce back this year. Um, That being said, based on this group here, I'm probably going to go with, I'm going to probably go with Cam. Much like Cee-4. It, it depends on the team, but if you if you got a halfway decent team, I'm going to go with Cam. I think when Cam is focused and he, you know, his, when he goes through his mechanics and everything like that, I, I think Cam can get it done from the pocket, and he has the ability to run and get out of bounds and get down. Um, I'm going to go with Cam Newton. I'm going to go And he's hard to bring down. Um, Kaepernick is not far off. I I, I would probably go Cam, Flacco, Ryan, then Kaepernick. And the oh only reason why I got Kaepernick last is because I just don't. I think, and, and Seattle kind of showed us this: if you can keep him in the pocket, if you now not a lot of people can keep him in the pocket, but if you can keep him in the pocket, you actually stand a better chance at beating him because you're going to make him make the throws that you that you're not necessarily sure that he can make. And to be honest, Cam Newton is probably of the four quarterbacks that that we named. Cam Newton is probably doing more with less than everybody else that we named. So, um, well, Flacco's got decent receivers. We didn't have great receivers, but um, Ryan's got some good, got more than great receivers. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, that's a just, hey, really, real, real good
2: quick, uh Hey, just real quick, throw the numbers out there. Uh, Matt Ryan has 24 game-winning drives, and Flacco has 19. Cam Newton only has six. And Colin Kaepernick has six. Uh, FIFO, uh, Matt Ryan has nine. Rolled. Out of those 24, nine are on the road. And out of Flacco's 19, we were on the road for him, too. So, uh, Matt Ryan's your guy, man. Y'all, y'all take Flacco as you want to. What he's done in the
1: playoffs, though? Matty
2: Ice. That, that that wasn't a question, B. That wasn't a right, question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you
1: ain't <laughs> got answer, B. You ain't got the yeah. answers. <laughs> <Proof laughs> man, well, Matt, Matty Ice look all good, and then all of a sudden come post postseason. Oh, oh what the
0: fuck? What the fuck? What happened?
1: Wade in the playoffs. Oh huh,
0: so. man, you're right.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. That, that is funny. Uh, <laughs> next question I have for you guys, man. Um, the, the whole Jonathan Martin, Richie Incognito uh, Situation came up uh, The independent arbitrator You know, finally gathered all these. I mean, man, this thing took forever To finally come out But they said that, you know, they pretty much sided with Jonathan Martin saying that Richie Incognito Was the perpetrator, he had a couple Other teammates and the coach Um, you know, were guilty of You know, harassing And, and quote unquote Bullying um, Jonathan Martin that being said you know it's you know obviously the everything there's been a fallout and, and both men are eligible to return back to the NFL should a team to decide to uh, bring them back but it's still a lot of innuendo there text messages sort of transcript from the text message exchanging between the two incognito using racial slurs and telling him he's going to kill him and Martin saying the same thing back and you know, and this is supposed to be between two friends. So the question I have for you, and I'll start with you first, people. Um, who do you think was telling the truth, Incognito or Martin? And will either of them ever play again in the NFL? All right. Um, I think that they probably both will play again in the NFL. Um, I think Jonathan Martin before, Incognito. Um, who was telling the truth? Man, I I I don't know and honestly um I I don't, I don't care cuz I feel at, I feel like this I feel like that's something that could have been handled internally if somebody's truly having um a problem with a teammate the organization should be able to do or have things in place that they that that, that they can do to make sure that this doesn't get out of control the way that it did and I think that that mm-hmm. this whole situation Speaks more to how poor the Dolphins, or how poorly the Dolphins are being ran, versus Jonathan Martin versus Incognito. So um, I, I really blame more so the Dolphins than anything, uh, mainly because you know uh, when you look at successful franchises, especially in the NFL, if anything like this would have happened with the Patriots, Incognito's gone. That's it. Nothing like there. There, there is no back and forth. There, there, there's none of that happening, you know. what I'm saying the locker room is is not going to get to that point. I, I just I, I don't like it. Um, I, I honestly I don't give a shit. You know, I, I think the Dolphins should have handled it way better. Um, I think that the veterans in the locker room should have handled it better. So yeah, man, that's that's my take on it. Okay. What about you, B? Uh, who, who do you think uh, was telling the truth, and 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 uh, you know, which one do you think will be back in the NFL? Um, uh, I think Martin was telling the truth. I mean, I, I didn't know that the uh, bullying was going to amongst like trainers and other players as well. So, I, with that being said, I think you know Martin's gonna get he's gonna he's gonna get his fair chance in NFL first way before incognito. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if if we go you know two seasons before incognito is finally picked up by NFL uh, NFL you know NFL team. So. Yeah, I think Martin. Martin, I can see Martin playing with someone next season. But like I said, incognito. Don't be surprised if we don't see him for about two or three seasons. Don't be surprised. Okay. What about you, Ken?
2: Um, I think they both were telling the, the 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 truth. Um, um, you know, I read bits and pieces of the report. Um, and and I, I think that it just depends on how the story is told. It wasn't just incognito. They can call him the ringleader all they want. Fine, if that's what they want to do. He wasn't acting alone. It was him. It was Mike Pouncy, who's black, and I think it was also this uh, this uh, John Jerry guy. So it was three people that were involved in this whole bullying scandal that took place in Miami. And 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 quite honestly, um, I, I think people's right. It could have been handled internally, and it could have been handled a lot better. Than what it was but there was a lack of leadership in in that locker room but it was a culture it was a culture that was established by somebody we don't know if it was like incognito we don't know if that's just how they were when Ake, when he came on the field we don't know that we don't have the answers to that but right. in terms of will they both play in the NFL I disagree with FiFO that seems to be the theme of the night I think incognito <laughs> will play before uh, Jonathan Martin and it's only because and, and I say that because when I read that report Jonathan Martin has some things that I don't know if teams would really want. And um, a lot of it stemmed from some issues he had in high school. And and I, I I know you get into a slippery slope of treating people differently in this whole man culture and being tough and all this other stuff. And I know we're trying to, to get beyond that, but – you know, uh, Martin. How do we know if Martin's going to walk away again if he can't handle certain things? And he's battled depression. He's battled bullying before, and it's a long-term issue, long-standing issue that he's had to deal with. And that's why he reacted to it so harshly when Incognito, Pouncy, and, and others were were essentially picking on him. So, in a great organization, FIFO like like the Patriots that don't stand for that, he could probably succeed, but. I think people want somebody that's going to go in the trenches with them. Incognito, yep. uh, you know, and I think that's why Incognito would be picked up first.
1: But here's the thing, too, though. Like, But now that it's out there, now, you know, you're 100% right. Jonathan Martin has separated himself from a certain amount of teams. But now he's going to go into a situation where the team knows what they're going to be dealing with. So I, I think that Martin will be fine. I think Incognito is going to be fine. I honestly think that yeah. this is just going to boil over, and, and this is not even going to be a story come next season, really.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, I think they both will will find their way on a team, you know, depending on a team. Um, we've got a couple of callers. Let's jump here. Let's see if we got somebody calling. It's somebody typing it in. Skype uh, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: What's going on, man? It's Naj, APL. Naj, what's going on, brother? What's good, Naj? What's up? Man, I'm mad. I missed the earlier conversation, man. Y'all had it rocking in oh, there, man. Man, <laughs> man it, was, it was like that in
1: hip-hop. On right. The <laughs> <laughs>
3: right,
0: only
3: but, thing I was missing was Mike C-Town. But looking at this Richie J-Mart thing, man, I, I don't think Jonathan Martin can play in the NFL again. Just because of who he is and and just how he, I guess his makeup, you would say. Uh, What was that that Jay-Z line? Once you tag lame, it's follow the leader. You cannot allow people to disrespect you to your face to a certain extent and not do anything. And because he allowed that, it, it turned into this long thing where he laughed some things off. And then after a while, he's he's claiming bullying. But it's like, dude, you should have stood up for yourself early on. And to the person who said this this is an organizational problem, I would say the Patriots who are considered the gold standard, we just had Aaron Hernandez with people talking about they didn't know all this was going on. So I I think this is more of a – it's just like all of us on this call. If any of us goes to jail tomorrow, and I mean real jail, not just sit in the county for a minute, If somebody calls you a a certain name and you laugh it off and a few other people call you that, it's over for you in there, man. You have to make Mm -hmm. a stand and let people know, like, look, it's going to be consequences if me and you have an altercation. It's not going to be an easy win. That's all he had to do. But he had some problems with that, man. reading that report, I damn near cried reading about him talking to his father about how he should respond to somebody calling him nigger and stuff like that. Like... This is a grown man who is going through that right now. Like, that's a sad thing. And his talent doesn't outweigh those things. So I, I can't see an NFL team bringing him on. If he was a great tackle, then people would put up with it. But Right, right. You and, know and you know, I'm
2: just – I'm reading uh, – well, real quick, I'm reading this report that says that the, the one of the guys that start, may have started it all wasn't even incognito. It was John Jarrett. This is on Pro Football Talk. And they're saying yeah. he was the one that kind of started the name-calling and, and the sexual uh, references and comments about his sister and, uh, and all kind of stuff, and basically saying he wasn't black enough. And they say he wasn't even a great player, so he may not ever play in the league before. So, but yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's Damn. a hard sell to any coach. I'm going to bring this tackle in who we don't think is tough enough to play, and yet
1: he's an average tackle.
2: He's like, Why, you can't imagine what I'm somebody on the in? defensive line would say to this guy. Totally take him out the game. Oh,
1: my gosh. Oh, my <laughs> right, gosh. Right. It, it wouldn't it would, be funny. We got another call. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to bring the other call on so we can get everybody on before we get out of here. Calling from area code 247. Calling you on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Sam. I'm from Maryland. Y'all can hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you. Hey, what's up, man? I- I don't know. I just feel like with Jonathan Martin at this point, it's like when I, when I was reading the text messages, it just seemed like it was, it was just ingenuous and it, just like, it was just fraud written all over it. And like, okay, with the Ted Wells report, it's kind of like, okay, now I don't know what to think. But when I first heard, when I right. seen, seen the text messages, I think that it's going to be harder for teams to bring them on because they don't want that baggage. They don't want to feel like, okay i can't I gotta walk on eggshells to say anything to this dude because he might go behind my back and you know check himself into a hospital and have my whole team in disarray. Think about how how like you know the how, think about how the whole Miami organization looks right now. they look like they're but right. they look like they don't have no type of leadership, blah 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 you know just because he couldn't stand up for himself now granted. I've been on football teams. I've been in them. locker room. I've been teased. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a hard-of-hearing athlete. So I was going through that thing. You know, people say, oh, you can't hear this, blah, blah, blah. So I know what it feels like. But at the same time, they knew they can't just say anything to me. You know what I'm saying? I I, I set right. that precedent from the get-go. So, you know, I think I think as a man, he should have done that from the start before, before it boiled up to this whole big issue. And I feel like that's why it's going to be really hard for a team to pick him up because it's trouble and it's
2: daggers. Damn, that was a good point
1: definitely definitely it it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough i think it's uh it's it's gonna be a double edged sword because you don't want to deny them the opportunity you know and and incognito unfortunately for him he's a little older and at his position you know I'm not gonna say he was on his way out the league, but you know they they are constantly looking for younger offensive linemen. you don't have 34, 35 year old offensive linemen a lot of times, you know unless they're just you know that good because their skill set and what they can command, as far as salary is concerned, um, you know the NFL generally starts kind of pushing guys out. You know, kind of like running backs. they start pushing them out at thirties, so and so forth and so on. Um, right. Martin would have a he, Martin would have a hard time with a team, you know, just kind of really just proving that he's still tough enough. You know, you got to be tough to, to play in, in in this in this type of arena. Um, it's it's a gladiator, a gladiator mentality, and if you don't have that you know, mentality, you know, a team and a, a locker room of guys would, they would much rather have a guy who said some racial things who may not, may or may not be a racist because nobody really, as, as you, as we all heard, none of the dolphins, you know, they had a, no, no black dolphins had a problem with uh, incognito using the N word, but right. know, they had a problem with Martin being they, were what they, they called a pussy. What's that? I say, even though they should, I mean, I feel like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, they should. I, in, in, my, in my opinion, I can't control white people from saying N or whatever, but I can control how they how they react towards me. Don't you know how some people, right. you don't curse around some people. You don't curse around your mother. You don't curse around those people because they taught you how to treat them. So if the black people in that locker room, in more locker rooms, they said, okay, you're not going to call me your N-word to my face. You can go home and say whatever you want, but here in this locker room, right. while I'm here, that's a wrap. No doubt. No doubt. Um, before we get out of here, uh, Naj and Sam, do you guys want to get in on the, uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's go back to the slam dunk contest. Real quick, Sam, what would you like to see done with the slam dunk contest? You said what would I like to see done at the slam dunk contest? Yeah, what would you like, or, would you, or do you think they need to get in Man, to look, I, I, I'm from Maryland. I'm, I'm a D.C. fan, so first of all, shout out to my man, John Wall. I'm a huge Wizards fan. But, okay. I would have liked to see at least John Wall and Paul George go at it because they were obviously the
3: two best dunkers of
1: the night. And I feel like the like the freestyle round because um, Daniel Lillard had a had a nice dunk, but we couldn't appreciate it because it was like so so you know so fast. So I feel like they need to right. get that freestyle round out of there. It was like a woman. Thank you, than a, thank, thank a, you. <laughs> yes, Same oh, like, thing. <laughs> <you. laughs> oh my the, god. The format was ass this year. Period. So, I, I it was I was ass. I was so confused so confused. was what's What What's
3: your take on the dunk contest real quick? Uh, I, I say shorten the rounds and shorten the number of contestants. I mean, down to the point to where it's four or five guys, two rounds, but make it, you know, a competition still. I didn't like the idea of this is just a, a show for everybody. I want competition. I want to see Neek beat Jordan or whatever, you know what I mean, the modern equivalent of that is. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, as always, man, we definitely thank you guys for calling in, man. I definitely appreciate you guys for supporting Dead End Sports, and once again, thanks for calling in. man. We appreciate it. Uh, no nice. problem. Man. Uh, appreciate it, guys. We hey, get notification. Yep. We got about ninety seconds. Man, it's been a great show, man. Uh, as a, as we always say on the website and on this on on our show here, it's a place where sports opinion collide, and um, sports sports opinion definitely collided tonight. Uh, the Cannon Fifi Show. <laughs> oh man, man! Make sure if you don't, it's, and I can't say this enough, we say it all the time. If if, if you don't support Dead in Hip Hop, man, check out the website. Check out the uh, YouTube channel Dead in Hip Hop. Check out our website here, Dead in Sports. It's Dead in everything, man. Dead in dot com. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Wednesday every, every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, man, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com, backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check it out on Stitcher. Download the Stitcher application if you have an iPhone or an Android phone. Upload the Stitcher application for free and search Dead End for and listen to us at your leisure. Um, that's going to do it for this week, man. So for shout out to Sam and to Nod for calling in. For my boy from Dead End Hip Hop, man, B, Cole, Ken, and B. I'm your host, 12Kyle. That's gonna do it for this week. We'll holler at you guys next week.
0: Peace. Peace. Zippy, do that.